Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have got a tremendous author to talk to today. She is a, a, a worldwide person of note because she's been all over the world. Um, she started off in, uh, in, in Afghanistan, uh, right about the time and she was a child, right about the time the Russians were there. And, um, and she's got some incredible stories about that and also her migration to Canada and what she's been doing since her, her poems. Um, she's got a book out. The name of the book is a quest for identity. We're going to talk about that, and I'm going to try. I'm going to try your first name, and then you can give us the last couple. Uh, uh, para, um, perfect. Perfect. Perish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And your your middle name is, um, and your last name, please. Uh, Ahang Madawi. I know it's very long, but it's Ahang Madawi. You can go either with Ahang or you can go with Madawi. I'm going to go with Para. That's what I'm going to go with. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for inviting me for your show. I'm very excited and thrilled to be here and talk to you about my book. You know, and uh, just, just so everybody knows, it is um, a little bit dark in in her world because she she can have migraine headaches, and I don't want her to... Have in, so we're we're gonna keep it kind kind of casual and kind of cool. Speaking of being casual and cool, I would like to introduce a really good friend of mine who is very bright and does a remarkable work does remarkable work for me. But she also has wanted to talk to you about the things that you are passionate about as well. And I'm gonna bring her on right now. Her name is Holly Berry, and uh, Holly, welcome to the welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I am good. How are you doing? Doing just awesome. Thank you. Uh, I went to the dentist yesterday and, and you know, that's, but I'm surviving. So that's good. Um, I am but, amazed uh, you're already being able to talk <laughs> after all that. Good job. Well, good job. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, yes, indeed. Well, and I, I, and before you got here, Parastu um, is her first name. I can't begin to pronounce her her last name, um, but you she's gonna say that. she's gonna say it again. Parastu Ahang Madawi. Um, it's fine with me. You can call me Para. You don't have to go with my last name. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. That is very kind of you. <laughs> Thank you. Know it's complicated. It's a very long last name. I won't blame you but it's 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 fine just go with para i'm para, fine para. that'll guarantee that kevin will probably say it right 90 percent of the time <laughs> you are correct my dear you are correct and uh with the way we started out holly was we were talking a little bit about her background that she grew up in afghanistan and uh, migrated to over time migrated to canada and stuff but but she was in afghanistan when prior to for those of you who need a history lesson, let me give you a little quick one here. Prior to the United States being in Afghanistan, um, the Russians were in Afghanistan for almost a dozen years, I think, and they eventually got thrown out um, and by the Taliban, 
and uh, then the Taliban took control, and then and then of course nine eleven happened, and then we were so Afghanistan, and it's 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 a tribal country, so they have several different tribes that uh, that that are you know competing and and fighting for goods and services and people and stuff and it's, it's a very difficult place um to live and 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 they've been at war um para we talked about this last time that that, that afghanistan as a country has been at war with itself for how many years um more than four decades more than four decades like 40 years more than 40 years and you grew up in all of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up as a young girl in Afghanistan with the strict uh, Muslim laws that they have? Uh, before I start telling you about my history and my background, I'm going to start with a quote from um, Henry David Trow. He is an American philosopher and a poet, essayist, and naturalist. That it resonates with me so much, and that uh, later on it will kind of connect with what I'm going to say. But I'm going to just mention this quote and then I'll continue. He says, The greatest compliment that was ever paid me was when one asked me, what I taught and attended to my answer. And I will get back to that, like what, why this resonates with me. Um, I was born in Kabul, Afghanistan. I was nine years old, eight, nine years old, when the war between communist government and Mujahideen started. And uh, it was a totalitarian regime uh, by communist government in Afghanistan. I remember I was a kid and my father, we were going to school, my brothers and I, my father gathered us and said that just remember when you go to school, never mention your race because we are from uh, a Tajik. Uh, descendants and we speak Farsi Dari. He said, never mention that because of that regime. Um, and then never mention anything bad about the government. It was that bad. Everything we had to just put a blindfold and pretend everything is okay. Everything is nice. It's the best government. They do everything best for the people. We grew up in that kind of environment, and beside that, it was war. On top of that, it was like a male-dominated country, and the, the cultural um, difficulties and everything. Uh, we grew up in that type of environment. I finished um, high school, and because of war, people were, the war dominated the roller area of Kabul, and then it was getting closer to the capital city, and people were panicking, and they were trying to escape and go wherever, to the neighboring countries, anywhere, just to survive. The people who could, they could fly. The people who couldn't, they just, they had to, like, 
uh, live there in the mercy of her, God's hand. Anyway, and for women, like it was really hard to live in that kind of situation. Um, I finished grade 12 and I got engaged. That was kind of a way for me just to, for my parents to um, send me abroad to make me leave that kind of situation. And then my fiance was living in Germany and I got engaged with him to leave that kind of uh, bad situation behind, leave my parents and everyone to survive. Did you know him ahead of time? Um, he was like a family friend. Yes, he was a very good guy, educated. And um, and everybody said, yes. I, I went along with everyone. I wasn't thinking, I didn't know, like, you know, to be honest, these individuality, like you matter, or like as a woman, these things doesn't count in Afghanistan. It doesn't mean anything. It's just like, you know, um, your parents, your elders, like they decide something. Even though my father is a very uh, bright-minded person, like he fought for democracy for Afghanistan, uh, for the country, but still, still, like you're still living in that kind of culture. It's hard to just, just to, people do, but I wasn't, like I didn't have that courage to say, no, I can't. But, and um, I, I went to Germany and then in Germany, um, when I arrived in Germany to meet my um, future husband, I could not fathom anything, anything like happened. For first couple months, I was like so confused and I did not know like what is going on. And finally, I said, I can't do that. I'm very confused. I can see myself as a, as a wife right now. And my dream was back home because I was at university. My dream was like, I wanted to go to university and finish university, have a higher education. I was a person like, uh, loved reading and writing. Like, you know, I, I built this dream in my mind, but I could never voice it. I could never voice it. Like, that's, that's the dream I wanted to live. It was war. It was the culture. It was so many things. Yes, that's the story of my life. Like, and I was, yeah, I was 18 when I arrived in Germany. Well, first of all, I'm glad that you survived um, that. And it, it was pretty horrific. You know, Holly, we've lived in the United States our whole life. I don't think that we have a real conception of what, especially uh, a woman, what, what they went through and are still going through in Vietnam. Afghanistan. Yeah. 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 yeah Para's um, insight and first person uh, experience definitely has a lot to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Which led us to the book, which is called A Quest for Identity. We're going to mention that quite a little bit because it's an important piece that you, that you have written and it's um, it, it needs to get out there. It's, it's been out since June. And, and so we are, going to talk a little bit about that and your writing style and what you do. Um, Holly, do you have any thoughts or any questions to begin with? I'd love to know at some point, wherever it fits in the best, um, how she made it from Germany to Ontario at some point and when. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Like, 
Um, uh, when I was like in Germany after like I broke up my uh, engagement, like even in uh, in the book, at the book it says like oh I touch, I look at the mirror, I touch my collarbone and say like mm, I'm free. And I thought like you know what I can go. I'm a, uh, in a Western world. There is no war. There is no restriction. I can go to university and I can any dreams that I had I can fulfill it here. Um, but that wasn't the case because it's not that easy. It was a different, I was a refugee and um, I did not even know like where to begin, where to go to school. At that time, I was 19 years old and it wasn't that easy. First of all, like to end up your engagement, you have to, I had to deal with that and uh, just to like in a, in a strange land, just to get up and start everything. And I didn't know where and how. And my youngest brother, when he arrived, he was 14 years old. That's another story. Like my parents sent him overseas to survive war. And um, my oldest brother, he went to Germany five years before us. And I met him after five years. Um, when my youngest brother came to Germany, he went right, he started school right away. And he went to school. Um, and one of his teacher, she asked him that if he has any other siblings and he says, yes, I have a sister. And she says, okay, then how come your sister is not coming to school? Is it something going on? Like, because of like gender fondness in Afghanistan, women are not allowed to go to school. Is that the case? And he says, no, my sister is uh, 19 years old. That's why like, we don't know if he's allowed to. And he's a refugee um, to go to school. And she's like, um, send her. Just tell her to come tomorrow and meet with me. And this is how it started. Like I went and met, oh, beautiful, amazing person. And then uh, she lead the way and then took my hand and introduced me to school uh, principal and I went to school there but then again after two years my um, landed immigrant uh, application got denied and I hit bottom, uh, rock bottom and it started again and I didn't know what to do and uh, I met my husband and he was in Canada we got uh, married and I moved to Canada that's the story that's a great story. That's that's a great story. You've been all over the place, and you've done all over the place, all over the place. And and you've done really, really well. Now, I'm assuming since your dad was able to send his children overseas, that in his country he was a man of means, um, and he did he did well in in Afghanistan. Is that is that so? Yes. My father, um, my father sent us away. He he fought for democracy for Afghanistan. Um, he was in a democratic uh, party and he wanted democracy for Afghanistan. And he believed that democracy will prevail one day in Afghanistan and his children will return. And that's why he didn't want to leave the homeland. He sent us abroad in a state home. And that's another story that I went, when I um, came to Canada, um, I was, uh, 
I got pregnant and I gave birth to my son and my son was nine months old in the the situation in Afghanistan, it got worse and my parents had to flee to Pakistan. And I flew to Pakistan and I said, dad, please accept the reality that this country will never get better. And please leave that, that country and come to Canada. And he did. I was just going to ask, did he, did he go? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, my husband and I, we sponsored them, my mom and my father. Uh, my father and my mom, and then, uh, yeah, they came to, to Canada. Yeah. Well, there, it was so fortunate that he was a man of means and could do all of that. There are so many people in Afghanistan that are poor and, yeah. and don't have the ability oh, to get out. Yeah, that the fortunate people could uh, could fly out of the country, but it's like that's my, my heart breaks for all those um, poor people, like to live in that kind of situation and still living yeah so let's talk about your writing and uh holly i gotta ask holly because i've never heard this term before do you holly do you are you familiar with the term prose poems i am yeah i've taken some poetry classes <laughs> that would probably help if i did that but i haven't so so from your frame of reference what what is that yeah, there's different styles. Um, some styles of poems will rhyme. Some styles of poems are free verse. Prose is another style of poem. And um, I was actually curious if Para would be willing to read any of them for us today. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can do that uh, if I can find one. Um, yeah, take your time. No rush. We got lots of time. Yeah, there's on her website, there's a whole tab. It is on my website, poem. yes, I can go. It's easier to find it on my website. There is one that, um, there's also a tab for her book and there's a tab for articles and a blog on top of it too. I have been so busy, like I didn't get a chance to post on my blog, like it's back of my mind. I have written like a couple of prose and articles. It's just like uh, so busy. Life is like, it's really busy. Kevin knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, about being busy? <laughs> yeah. Nope. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't tell you how, like, because I haven't talked to you today. But yesterday I was on a podcast later on in the day, and she read my bio. And if you read my bio, it 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 sounds like I can't keep a job. Uh, <laughs> we might have to work on that then. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I've done so many things, but uh, and uh, but it just it just like Para that that you know you keep going and you keep on going and you keep on going and and things just kind of develop and she was a, a, a poet and then that developed into the book and and she's going to school to learn how to write uh, even better and more consistently and different things and so she's 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 very busy following her passion and yes, um, yes. yeah did you, uh, did you I'm, start ready. I'm ready this is a prose poem that I wrote it also explains my name which is a good thing that you would know what this name means. Um, it's, it's a combination of so many things like uh, uh, 
I'm going to read it. I'm not going to explain like you, you will. Um, parastu, present, parastu, parastu, parastu. It's first grade and the echo of my name resonates across the room. I'm curious to know what my name means, asked my father. Father, can you please define parastu? My father collects himself and earnestly states, parastu is a bird that conveys the longing of a spring in a distant time when the cold weather is replaced by warmth. Parastus start appearing on the horizon to fly back home. Once they locate parastus, men start celebrating the beginning of spring in blossom. It has been years since Parastu left home for the ferocious winter and still flies from region to region to call it home and return with this spring. I think to myself, where is Parastu's home? Like Fro, I plant my wings in the garden of life to blossom one love, then I call it home and return with this spring. That's beautiful. That, wow, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's just the big, uh, Parastu, it, it's a bird. It means a bird. And then in ancient day, uh, people, uh, when they, uh, when uh, when parastus they when they located parastus on the skies they knew that spring is coming that's the meaning of my name i like that a lot better than groundhogs <laughs> <laughs> i was just going to bring up groundhog day cuz in in our country we've got this thing where this little little rat what what is he is he, is he uh... it's definitely in the rat mole type family <laughs> And uh, if he comes out and sees his shadow, there's going to be six more weeks of winter. Yes, uh, I heard that. Six more weeks. And I'm like, oh, six more weeks. And if he doesn't see his shadow, it means that spring is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. But that's a, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. That's Thank a really so good much. example as well, Kevin, for prose poetry. So yes. you see yeah, how different it is it. from, like, Cat in the Hat? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Green eggs and ham, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's really good. Um, and I love I love the way that you you I love your writing style Thank uh, you. because even in the book um, Quest for Identity, um, you know, you, you have a little a little snippet here, and it says, "My eyes watered with remorse." No one had ever asked me about myself before. Yeah. Who I am as a person, as a woman. What did it mean? My happiness, my dreams, my longing. I suddenly felt a jolt of power in my hands. For once in my life, I had the freedom to do whatever my heart desired. I yes. love that. Thank you so much. Now we go back to the, the quote that I read at the beginning. That is like... You know, when David Henry True like says, it's so important when someone's asks you, what are your thoughts? What do you think? You know, it's so important. And someone's, you know, listens to you. Like, you know, because we as a human being, we all have thoughts and feelings. We just need to voice it. And then for people to listen to us, 
That's why like when my son asked me that question that, mom, what your heart desires? It's just like, it felt like once in my life, someone paid attention to my desire as a woman, as a human being that I matter. And that's not only the case for me, it's the case for all women in Afghanistan and so many other women around the world that do lives under, you know, oppression. Well, even I, and Holly would know better than I, but even women in our culture, it's not as extreme, but there's still an underlying thing of, of non-equality but oh. between the sexes. And and I'm I'm hopeful that in my lifetime that 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 will all change and that pay becomes equitable and and all everything that that we do we do as people not men versus women or that sort of thing. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's the another message of my book. It's just we should um, start building bridges instead of like. Uh, building walls like we should stop segregating people uh, from gender religion like uh, color you know we are all human beings and that's why I call myself citizen of the world like hurt is my home and I'm citizen of this world like they're all my people and there's so many amazing people around the world like they just they are not even, we are not even related by blood, but they just to stand up and help you, take your hand and help you. That's the chain of love. We should, we should encourage that, introduce that more and more and more. The world is beautiful. The world of life is beautiful. Yeah. There was a really nice yeah. quote you had on your website and it was, science moves us forward in life while art binds us together on earth. Yes, yes, yeah. I did. I, I wrote that um, two years ago. We went to uh, France and Italy, and in, in, uh, in Italy, we went and watched, uh, saw that Michelangelo's uh, statue, and there were so many people around that statue. Um, that's I wrote that. You know, art binds us together. Yeah. Is that the statue of David? Yes, yeah, Statue of David. Yeah, well, you know, there are a lot of people that just go there to look at David, I think. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing... Do you know how that that came to be? He, The story goes that he had this hunk of marble that was twisted in the middle, and so it was considered useless. Okay. They couldn't use it for anything because it had this unique a feature in uh, basically in the middle of it so he created the statue david where his torso was moved a little bit in and uh, so it fit perfectly so rather than something that is worthless and useless it became a, a piece of art that is is you know valued around the world by everybody um and that's i think that's a good uh, um way to look at how we are we are valued we can be and should be in my opinion valued by everybody yes that's so true that's so true yes so if someone was to play you and 
you put your life into a movie, who would you pick to play you in that? Um, I don't want it to, because she is a very, uh, I really like her work. And when I was in Germany, that was the first movie I watched and I really like her. It's Julia Roberts. And I even laughed at that's amazing how you asked me that question. I laughed with my son about that. And I'm like, if one day they pick my book and say, we are going to make a movie about this. I would love Julia Roberts to <laughs> play that. It's a little bit too much to ask, but I was in Germany when we watched that uh, Pretty Woman. I watched it three times. <laughs> yeah, because she's amazing. Uh, and I, I just laughed with my son. I said, like, one day. <laughs> She was she and she really is amazing. And she she would be perfect for your character as well. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And great question, Holly. You know, yeah, it's a great question. And I thought about it. It's so funny. Thank you. <laughs> so so it's <laughs> that brings up a whole different conversation, but we'll have that later, Holly. Right? Uh, because, you know, but we value what you're doing and who you are because you are really uh, with your book and with um, your experiences, you can help some of us understand. And let me ask a question now. Um, when we start talking about blood, you know, blood relatives or um, a tribe, and and why is it that some cultures value a, the blood that runs through your veins, calling it like if you're the Pashtunk or you're one of the other tribes there? Why do that? Why does that separate people so much? Is it just because of their their philosophy and it's been that way forever? Or is there something? Some describe it. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to yes, ask? Yeah. I would just say um, lack of education, lack of knowledge. You know, um, because if you have knowledge, if you understand everything, all these things become so like uh, uh, without value. You know, like. Uh, I would say lack of education because if you don't have education, that's why like you cling to those things. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're black, uh, um, like, you know, you're, oh, I'm Pashtun, you're Tajik or you're this and you're that. Um, like call people by race, call people by name. I would call it lack of education. That's all I can put my finger on other than that. I don't know. Well, you know, from our cultural standpoint, you know, we are, the United States is a melting pot, as is Canada. We were one of the last uh, places that were settled. And so we've got all kinds of people here of different races, of different nationalities, where they came from and so forth. Back there, you have got tribes that they look from the outside, they look identical to us as far as people goes, but they still have got wars between tribes yes. and, and that's unfortunate that's why like there's so much war around like in my country it's all because of these things 
it's the tribal war. Like I'm this, you're that. Like it's just instead of like bringing people together, you're separating people by by language, by by gender, by um, race, all these kind of things. It's it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. It's 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 for someone like me. It's difficult to understand why. Yeah, yeah. It's lack of education because um, that's all I can put my finger on it. Yeah. Well, and over the course of time, I'm sure you've you've been you've seen bombings and you've seen you've seen people hurt and that sort of thing in in Afghanistan. Would that am I correct in that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have seen all of those. Um, uh, that's why, like, uh, there is a story uh, in my book that one day, especially like, you know, uh, as a teenager, like uh, all the things that the teenagers are doing here, it's so easy for them, like, okay, like to walk with their friends to the swimming pool, to go to the theaters, to go like meet friends somewhere. Those kind of things, little things that it means nothing to a teenager here. It meant so much for me back then. Um, there is also an anecdote in my book that um, we finished, uh, my cousin and I, we finished grade 11 and we wanted to celebrate uh, the end of the year. And we asked, even like we are like grade 11 and we are, um, adolescents we can we can go but because of the situation we cannot even go alone to a theater um, we asked um, my aunt if she could take us to the theater to celebrate end of the year and she agrees first of all she doesn't want to go because she knows the situation is really bad um, then we push her like say like please and then she takes us to the theater we go to the theater we, when we entered the theater, literally, there was no woman. It was all male. No women at all. And my aunt panicked and pulled our hands and said, let's go home. It was that bad. It's just like, I cannot even describe it, how bad it was. Like when I told my kids these stories, they could not believe you know how easy it is here like you know it's friday night and friends they just like oh let's go out to do this and to do that for us it was just uh, i was always with my books and my my paper and pen and write poems like you know like for the past two years how have, uh, we have spent our days uh during pandemic uh, inside our rooms, that's how our lives was back then. Well, I for one am glad that you're you're done with that, and yeah. you're you're out of there now because there are lots of people there. As an example, Holly, you know it's Friday night. You and your significant other want to go dancing. You can't do that there. I wish you would dance. <laughs> I had to trick him <laughs> into it one time. I uh, just like gave him a hug and then the hug started rocking back and forth and about 90 seconds into it he's like wait wait a minute wait a what's going on it's like you tricked me into dancing <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so funny you uh, devious one you 
I but had you to try. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to wear uh, the, the what do they call the, the habib? Uh, ijab, burqa. Yeah, the, the burqa that no. you had to wear from head no. to toe. No? no, like that is started, of course, in roller areas. Like women, uh, they they had to wear it. Even now, they have to. But at that time, um, we weren't. We weren't. It was just normal clothes, like here. Europe, European, yeah. Oh, I'd okay. Love, I'd love some more insight about the process when you're writing. What kind of things you like to do, or if you like to have the environment set up a certain way, what kind of things help inspire the writing? Now, um, like I love nature. Nature like inspires me so much to write, uh, especially like now, like when I in the morning when I wake up and I hear birds chirping, it just inspires. I always say, like, it just wakes up the poet inside me. Uh, it's, it's like nature always um, inspires me to write, like, especially when I walk by the lake, uh, looking at the water, like the waves, all these little things by the nature, it inspires me to write. And then the other things inspires me, like when I see like a chaos uh, going on around the world, it's just, it, I get like so sudden, I pick up the pen and I write. Yeah, these things like both inspires me to write. Yeah. What are some of the more challenging pieces of bringing the writing to life? Um, so a lot of times people um, will have a certain feeling, but then to try to put words to it is a whole nother matter. I'm sorry, can you, I didn't, what's the question? Sure, yeah, what are some of the most challenging parts of trying to bring the writing to life, to put life into it? The challenging, um, with my, can I give an example about my book? Yeah. Okay, uh, this was like, uh, it was so challenging because when I, my son said, mom, um, you love writing. Why don't you start uh, uh, write a book? And it just gave me to think, uh, gave me an idea to think back uh, about all the people that came across my way uh, and helped me and shaped me who I am right now as a person. And I sat down and thought about that. This is actually how the story started with uh, Frobos, uh, my teacher back home. And I said, okay, like, I'm gonna write about her. Like, what an amazing human being she is. Like, you know, like just to ask her, his, her student, like, um, do you have a sibling and it's a woman bring her. I just wanted to write about her. And then I start writing and writing and it was only um, 20,000 words. That's a true story. <laughs> only 20,000 words. And at that time, I was taking online classes, creative writing classes. Uh, and one of my teacher, she asked me, she also praised me uh, on my style of writing, she said, like, I like your style of writing. 
and I, I kind of opened up and I said, I'm, I am writing about, I, I have a project and I'm writing about my story and this is, and she's, oh, okay, I'm going to give you my email. If you want someone to look over your uh, writings, here is my email, send me over. I got excited and I sent the 20,000 words that I wrote, I sent it to her. She read it and she sent it back. She said, Parastu, if you want to write a book, 20,000 words, it's not a book. It's a novella. You have to start writing more. <laughs> and this is how it started. I'm like, okay, what else should I write? I just wrote about her. That's all I wanted to write about her. Nothing else, not about my life. I just wanted to write about her. And she's like, no, you should write about yourself. That's very important. You have to write about uh, your culture, your, your, your story from home, and then Germany, and then Canada. That's this is like the challenge that I faced. It was that time. And then she said, like, go from Afghanistan, Germany, and then Canada. And I kind of said, like, I, I'm going to go with your idea, but I'm not going to go a linear way. I'm going to go non-linear way with the flashback and flash forward. She said, okay, you can do that, but you have to write more. Yeah, that was the challenge. Honestly, it was a big challenge. I told like, okay, 20,000, I'm going to write about her. It's going to be done. She said, no, you have to write more. <laughs> so well, how many words did it end up being? Uh, it just, it went to because it got edited four times, it went to 70,000 words and then went back to 60,000 and 70 and then um, 60, just, just fluctuated back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Holly, so, I, I, I apologize. I interrupted you. Sorry. Oh yeah. No worries. No worries at all. Um, I was just curious that first teacher that asked your brother to bring his sister to school, if you could talk to her today, like what would, what would you want to tell her if she was here with us today? Oh, she is, I call her my mother. She's my mother. I send when my book, that's why like, um, the reason I rushed with, for that book to be published, I just wanted to, when she's still, because um, she is not feeling well. She's ill. I just wanted the book to present the book to her while she is here. Um, if she was here, I would say, thank you so much. You taught me the chain of love and I'm going to pass on. Um, I'm going to continue with that one and I'm going to pass on your message to to the next generation. That's beautiful. So, <clears throat> by the way, we've been talking to Para Parastu um, and a bunch of other words. Um, that I can't <laughs> and by a bunch of other words, he he means her beautiful long name. <laughs> her, yes, her beautiful long name. And um, I want to talk about your website, which is. Uh, a bunch of letters.com. Uh, so could you tell me, could you, could you please describe your, uh, your website, which is, uh, and people can go there and find out all about you. They can order your book. They can do all kinds of stuff and they can read your poetry. Um, what's what's your website again? 
It's www.prastuamadawi.com. And uh, my books are on Amazon, Amazon Worldwide. And it's on uh, Barnes & Noble, Indigo. And I have, uh, in two weeks, I have a book signing event at Indigo, uh, downtown Toronto Eaton Center. If anyone in Toronto is uh, listening to the show, I would be delighted to meet you there. And you spell Parazzi P-A-R-A-S-T-U. Yes. And uh, Holly, we were talking before the show and before you got on that uh, that uh, she's a, she is a writer by trade. She is learning um, and wants to be a much better writer. Social media and those sorts of things do not uh, re really. She doesn't do a whole lot of those things. And so we talked about the fact that we have a, a production company and that we can help her do a few things. And she's interested in that. One of the things that I would highly suggest you look at is. I want your book to do extraordinarily well and have someone look up the domain name, a quest for identity and see if that comes up. And if you have that ability to get that, it's like $25 or $15 or whatever it is uh, that would, and then put everything about your book in there. That would be a great way to get for you to get the word out um, to those people who have no shot at pronouncing or writing or uh, your last <laughs> you mean you mean all the people like you <laughs> all the people like me that i there there isn't a way a chance in heck that i'm going to be able to uh, sound it out and to and to get it to the to the right place so that's just a just a thought of it and um to help support that as well if you go to if you're interested in our giveaways we actually do giveaways where we can help with social media clips and cards and videos or personalized interviews where it's all about you you can give us the questions even that you'd like us to ask and we give those away monthly if you go to our website and this is for everyone listening as well it's equal opportunity here um it's positive talkradio.net and on every page you'll see a connect form and so if you subscribe to that that's where we give away those monthly um free social media editing like video audio digital i think we've even done logos for people before too so we're we're more than happy to help people in that way yep we've got a a somebody that we're doing a 30 minute interview for them to take the mp3 or the mp4 file if it's video or audio and they can take it and use it for anything they want to on their website or or in uh, youtube or any of their accounts and that kind of stuff it really it really is something that not, not a lot of people are able to do we are and so we want to put that out there for folks so so i would love to would love to talk to you more about that and see if, and see if we can't you know Kind of not not spend a whole ton of money for you, but nudge you in the right direction because I love your book. I love Thank the premise so of who Thank you are. You. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, Holly. It was a pleasure talking to you. It means so much. Thank you for your support. Your support means a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, I'm citizen of the world. This is our home, and we are all related. Oh, that gave me tingles. I'm, I'm giving you a really big hug through yes. StreamYard right now. <laughs> yes. And normally what I like to do at the end is to say, you know, um, Pastu, you can say anything you want. 
Um, if you, if you, you know, take a couple of moments, well, you know what you just did. You said everything that needs to be said, and I really appreciate you being here. Holly, would you have anything to add before we go? Be kind to each other because each other is all we've got. That's my line. (laughs) (laughs) I just love hearing when you close with that line. I love it. So, so again, thank you very much. Go get her book. Um, Go to Barnes & Noble and uh, uh, go ahead and Give us your full name one more time and see if somebody has a shot. Parastu Ahang Madawi. And you and you'll be able to go to uh, YouTube and and Facebook and and uh, it's it, her name is right there and you can go to her website based on that. So go to Positive Talk Radio, uh, the YouTube channel, and the interview is going to be right there. So uh, and it's going to be up forever. So thank you. Um, thank you for being here. We really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Holly. Anything else, Holly? I think all the important things. I think we checkmarked all those boxes, so we're good. Perfect. <laughs> if you, everybody wait right there, I got to do this, and we'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.